Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I'm your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here, well, virtually, that is, with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. How are you doing today, Carter? I'm feeling pretty proud. I think you might remember uh, Miss Brady, our first grade math teacher, telling me I was really, really good at math. And uh, I think I'm living up to our expectations with this scorekeeping role. Oh, that's fantastic. Very <laughs> glad to hear that. Let's, we- let's meet this week's contestants. Well, first, we have Julia. Hi, I'm Julia. I'm a software engineer, just graduated from Virginia Tech, and uh, I know Matthew from theater in high school. I'm really excited to be here. Wow. Thank you, Julia. That's amazing. Thank you. And next, we have Matthew. Hello, my name is Matthew. I am a composer lyricist currently studying music composition at the Catholic University of America. I met Matthew at uh, Pomona College, and I am here today from Houston with my Earl Grey tea. Amazing. We love Earl Grey. So today we're going to have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. This show is a very friendly competition. However, it is a competition. Nonetheless, the winner of today's competition will receive a tea bag mailed to you in a special envelope made by my mother. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Mrs. Cook. And now, without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. Yeah, so round one is our first uh, general knowledge round, all around knowledge, consisting of five multiple choice questions for each of you. Uh, Correct answers in this round are worth 10 points each, but they'll get higher as we go on. All righty, Julia, you are up first. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay, question one. In which sport can you not score a field goal? A, football, B, ice hockey, or C, basketball? I believe the answer, what was the third one again? Basketball? Basketball. I believe the answer is basketball. No, you cannot score a field goal in ice hockey. You can score a field goal in basketball? Yeah, yeah. Any shot is called a field goal in basketball. I learned something new. All right. Question two. Which of the following authors was born last? A, Ernest Hemingway, B, J.D. Salinger, or C, F. Scott Fitzgerald? You know, I love my old uh, writers. They're my favorite, so I got to go with Salinger. That is correct. And he shares a birthday with me, actually, which I had no idea until I looked him up. So he shares a half birthday with me. He does. Wow. (laughs) Amazing. Question three. Englishman George Stevenson invented what in 1825, one of the hallmark inventions of the Industrial Revolution? A, the steam locomotive. B, the electrical telegraph, or C, the spinning jenny? 1825. 1825. I do not know what the spinning jenny is. And I, what was the second one? That's the, the second one is the electrical telegraph. I choose that one, the telegraph. No, the telegraph was invented by Samuel Morse. Now, George Stevenson did the steam locomotive. Oh, he did? Yeah. Mm. And for the record, the spinning jenny was invented by James Hargreaves. And I don't, I also don't know what the spinning jenny is. So, Hmm. yeah. Question four. President Richard Nixon infamously said, quote, this is a great day for France. At which event? A, the rededication of the Eiffel Tower. B, the 1972 Winter Olympics. Or C, the funeral of former French President Charles de Gaulle. Well, I hope it wasn't at the president's death. 
Oh, I would have to say the Olympics. No, it was actually the funeral of former French president Charles de Gaulle. Oh, that's shocking. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't a great move on his part. No, not at all. Question five. Which composer's last opera, La Clemenza di Tito, premiered 24 days before his penultimate opera, Die Zauberflöte, The Magic Flute? A, Handel, B, Mozart, or C, Haydn? <sighs> Can I have an answer, please? Mozart? Correct. All righty. Matthew, are you ready for your five questions? I am. Then here we go. Question one. Which of the following plays was not written by William Shakespeare? A, Much Ado About Nothing, B, Twelfth Night, or C, The Misanthrope? C, The Misanthrope. That is correct. That was Moliere. Question two. At the 89th Academy Awards on February 26, 2017, La La Land was mistakenly announced as the winner of Best Picture instead of what film for which Mahershala Ali won Best Supporting Actor? A. Moonlight, B. The Shape of Water, or C. Green Book? I believe it was Moonlight. That is correct. Question three. Which famous Austrian composer of such songs as Die Erlkönig and Frühlingsglaube left his Eighth Symphony unfinished at the time of his death? Was that A, Franz Schubert, B, Ludwig van Beethoven, or C, Johannes Brahms? One of my favorites, Franz Schubert. Ah, yes, the one and only. Question four. Even though General Ulysses S. Grant led the Union Army to victory at the Battle of Shiloh on April 6th and 7th, 1862, he received negative press from the Northern newspapers due to the, casualty, due to the casualties incurred at the battle. As a result, what popular rumor emerged regarding why Grant and his army were unprepared for the Confederate attack? A. Grant was relying on information from someone who turned out to be a Confederate spy. B. Grant was enjoying the company of someone else in his tent. Or C. Grant was drunk. Hmm. All are great rumors. Great rumors. <laughs> um, I would have to say he was drunk. That is correct, although he was not drunk. That was just the rumor meant to defame him. And question five. Prior to Barry Bonds breaking the record in 2007, who held the record for most home runs in Major League Baseball history with 755? A, Babe Ruth, B, Hank Aaron, or C, Willie Mays? I am no, by, by no means a baseball expert, but I something is telling me Hank Aaron for some reason. Well, that something would be correct. That is Hank Aaron. And sadly, of course, Hank Aaron passed away back on January 22nd. So rest in peace, Mr. Aaron. Carter, that is the end of round one. Can you please give us a score update? At the end of round one, Matthew is pulling ahead with 50 points. Julia wow. is only slightly behind with 20 points. Only so, slightly. Only slightly. <laughs> well, I just slightly less than up. half of the points. Yes, that's it. <laughs> only less than half. Well, we've still got a very long way to go here. Now it is time for round two. Carter, can you tell us what the rules are here? Yeah, round two consists of five questions uh, directed to each of you, and it'll be on the same topic. Uh, correct answers here are worth 20 points. And if you get one wrong, your opponent will have the chance to give the correct answer and get 10 points for it. Yeah, so lots of, lots of point opportunities here. Julia, 
Your category mm -hmm. is Groundhog Day. Are you ready? Yes, I am. All righty. Question one. What is the name of the famous groundhog? Phil. Fluximity Phil. <laughs> <laughs> Phil Luxani. Fluximity <laughs> <laughs> Phil. <laughs> Final answer? <laughs> um, well, wait, can you say that one more time, please? Um, <laughs> flux. <laughs> I know it's wrong. I know it's wrong, but I know it's you're, Phil. You're close. I know. You're I know. Close. I'm. I know. I'm close. Um, flux. I, I, I think. Me. <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna give it to you. Um, it's Puxatani Phil. Puxatani Phil. I yeah, was so close. Phil. Phil's close enough. I think. Yeah. Phil's we'll, the most important part. Yeah. We'll we'll we'll, we'll give it to you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Such a kind host. <laughs> Okay, um, question two. Each year on February 2nd, uh, thousands flock to watch the festivities in the town of Puxatani in which state? Oh, Puxatani. I feel like it's, is it Pennsylvania? It is Pennsylvania, very good. <gasps> Whoa. Question three. The members of the Puxatani Groundhog Club's inner circle who conduct the ceremony famously wear what on their heads? You know, what can one wear on a head? One can wear a hat. So I feel like it might be a hat. I will say I would like them to be wearing top hats. Well, you so, are correct. Top. They are top hats. Okay. Um, so good job. Question Thank four. You. Uh, Groundhog Day evolved out of what Christian religious holiday or <sighs> remembrance? Um, when Christians would take their candles to the church to have them blessed. You know, uh, I did grow up Catholic, so maybe I should know this, but not off the top of my head. They would take the candles to the church, you know, oh, confession. No, yeah. no, it's, it, it's a bit of a deep cut. Matthew, do you have the answer? I too should know this, considering I attend the Catholic University of America. <laughs> um, um, I don't know, Epiphany? No. No, it's called Candlemas, oh. which I have had not heard of until no. I, even though I too grew up in a Christian household, though not Catholic. <laughs> okay. Um, question five. Mm -hmm. If Phil sees his shadow, what does legend tell us will happen? It means oh, something with the days of spring. If he sees the shadow, that means that spring will come we will have more spring will become will be soon uh no, no. matthew is that six more weeks of winter that is six more weeks of winter wow. if he doesn't see his shadow then spring will arrive soon thank you so. all right matthew oh, are you ready for your questions yes well, there's, there's a famous person who was born on February 3rd, um, and that is Felix Mendelssohn. So please answer these questions about the composer Felix Mendelssohn, who would have been 212 years old had he still been alive today. Question one. One of Mendelssohn's best-known works is this oratorio, based on an Old Testament prophet, which includes headbanger choruses like, Yet doth the Lord see it not, and woe to him. 
That would be our first uh, choral orchestral piece that we sang together and from the Mona College Choir, Elijah. <laughs> that would be Elijah. Boy, whoever wrote these questions must, must really like Mendelssohn. <laughs> wow. Um, Incidentally, question... who's answering these questions also really likes Mendelssohn. So. <laughs> wow, what a coincidence. <laughs> uh, question two. Which of Mendelssohn's siblings was also a prolific composer? Legend, Fanny, Mendelssohn, Hensel. Yes, exactly. Question three. Mendelssohn precipitated a revival of the vocal works of Johann Sebastian Bach after he conducted a performance in 1829 of which of the composer's works in celebration of the centenary of its composition? That would be the St. Matthew Passion. Correct. Question four. In 1843, Mendelssohn founded a conservatory in which German city, also the site of the Thomaskirche? Salzburg. No. Oh, no. Oh, shoot. Oh, no. <laughs> Salzburg is in Austria. Yeah, yeah. Julia, pick a German city. Berlin. No, it is Leipzig. Leipzig. Oh, yeah. I can't believe I did that. That was the second one I was going to say. <laughs> uh, in question five. For years after his death, Mendelssohn's legacy was marred by anti-Semitism, particularly from an essay titled Jewishness in Music, written by which notably anti-Semitic German composer? Boo, Wagner. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be Wagner. Alrighty, that's the end of round two. Carter, can you please give us a score update? Yes, we have Matthew with 90 points, having picked up 10 from a stealing question from Julia. Um, and we have Julia with 60 points from the round which in total puts Matthew at 140 and Julia at 80, which is now more than half the points that Matthew has. There we go. So you're, you're That's what I like to hear. <laughs> sort of making up ground. Okay, round three. Carter, can you please explain the rules? Absolutely. Uh, round three is the second general knowledge round. And in the same way, there will be five questions for each player but the correct answers are now worth 30 points. And like in round two, if a player gets a question wrong, uh, their opponent will have the chance to answer for uh, 15 points. Hmm, stakes are getting higher and higher. Julia, are you ready? Yes, yes, Matthew Cook. Question one, which religion closely associated with the state of Utah was founded by Joseph Smith? That would be Mormonism. Correct. Question two, which interstate highway connects Charlottesville and Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> Matthew, only you would ask this question. Charlottesville and Richmond. Charlottesville and Richmond, of course. State Highway. You know, how about 84? No, Matthew. Uh, uh, Charlottesville and Richmond, geographically, that would be one of the east-west highways. So that would be like, oh gosh, like 70. <laughs> no. No. Okay. It's, a, it's 64. I was so close. Yeah, but you didn't get it right. But, okay. Yeah. And, and, and driving to and from Blacksburg, you actually have a, um, uh, a stretch of I-81 that is concurrent with I-64. Oh. So I, thought, I thought you might know that. Oh, but, you know, okay. oh, well. I apologize. That's okay. Oh, I'll forgive you. Question three. After Abraham Lincoln was shot by John Wilkes Booth on April 14, 1865, he was taken across the street from Ford's Theater to what house where he died early the next morning? Hmm. I've been to Ford's Theater a couple times, and I must have walked by this house. Yeah. Many right times. across the street? 
right across the street. Right across the street. No, it has a special name, this house. Uh, yeah, it's called something. It's called the, you know, the red, the red house. Is that your answer? That's my answer. Uh, that's not correct. Matthew, yes, do you have an right. answer? What does I love? National Treasure 2. <laughs> I do not remember <laughs> the name of the house. Uh, I, I, do not, I don't have an answer. What a classic. It. What a classic. Um, but no, um, the answer is the Peterson house. Mm. Yeah. Question four. Which dystopian novel written by Ray Bradbury depicts a society in which books are burned as a way of suppressing dissenting ideas? Ooh. Were they... Ooh. Ooh. I'm not sure. I don't know. I just think of George. I know it's not 1984 because that's George Orwell, but that's my no. guess because that's the first. All right. Well, that's not correct. Matthew, I know. do you know? Is that Fahrenheit 451? That is Fahrenheit 451. I'm ashamed. And question five, Julia. Yes. What is the most consumed beverage in the world? Oh, well, water would be so easy to say. Hmm. So, I I will say water. No, Matthew. That's interesting. Um, coffee. It is tea. Oh, <gasps> it's tea. It got me there. I don't know. I don't know if it's most consumed after water. We might have to have Carter look at that for Ooh. us. But, I demand, I demand Yeah, because that is... Back <laughs> on the play. But I, I've always heard it as tea is the most consumed beverage in the world. And should I have, we do the score check right now? Yeah, right we're now. Gonna have to, we're, we're gonna have to go to the board on... We're, we're going to official review. So I, I think we'll give Julia the 30 points for that one then. Because I, I poorly phrased the question. That's okay. Even though I was intending the answer to be T, but that was my yes. mistake. So, so we can reset the board to zero. Um, Returned. Yeah, number of days without a mistake by <laughs> me. So hashtag sad. All righty. Well, now after that is over, Matthew, are you ready for your five questions? I am. All righty. Question one: Which interstate highway runs for eight hundred and eighty miles in Texas? That would be I-10. That would be I-10. Very good. Question two. Who was the first and only vice president of Native American descent? Ooh. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, that's really interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, gosh. I don't know. I don't know. Julia, do you know? Of Native American descent. Uh, I do not know. Okay. The answer is Charles Curtis. He was the vice president for Herbert Hoover from 1929 to 1933. Yeah. Interesting. Question three. The classic, sorry, which classic American novel takes place in East and West Egg? The Great Gatsby. Correct. Question four. How many operas were written by Ludwig von Beethoven? Just the one. Just the one. Fidelio. Exactly. <laughs> And question five, in which nation, which t.co.uk says has a, quote, love of labor-saving devices, was the tea bag invented? A love of labor-saving devices. Um, I mean, England? No, it's not England. Julia? England wouldn't make sense, though, wouldn't it? Though a 
labor-saving devices. Yeah. Which country invented the teabag? I mean, it would almost, that words makes me think of industrialization in the U.S., but I don't know if that's, I, what are you I, gonna go with? I'll go with the U.S. That is correct. Oh. In the United States. Thomas what? Sullivan sold silk bags containing tea from New York in 1908, but... BuzzFeed references a patent obtained by Roberta C. Lawson and Mary McLaren of Milwaukee in 1901 for a tea leaf holder. Mm. So, right. Yeah. So BuzzFeed coming through with the facts there. I love these tea facts. Yeah. <laughs> Learning so much. Carter, that is the end of round three. Can you please update us on the scores? Well, Matthew has 105 points and Julia has 75 after that round. Um, or sorry, just that was their round points. And total, Matthew is at 245 and Julia is at 155 with an opportunity to come back in the showdown round. Mm, yeah, still Ooh. anybody's game. So we have 120 points up for grabs in Ooh. round four. So now it is time for round four. Carter, can you tell us the rules? Yeah, so round four is uh, three questions. You will each answer them, and they are open-ended. Uh, each one is worth 40 points, so you can get a total of 120 points from this round. Right. Are we ready? Yes. Yes. Question one. What is the most populous island in the United States? I have an answer. I am writing mine down. Okay, I have one. Julia, what is your answer? I put down Puerto Rico. And Matthew? I, too, put down Puerto Rico. Unfortunately, the answer is Long Island. Oh! oh. Well, <laughs> really, yeah. though? Yeah. It is in the name. Okay, that's fair. Okay. 7.4 <laughs> 7. million people live on Long Island. That is the most populous island in the United States. Hmm. Alrighty, question two. Which French microbiologist came up with the process of pasteurization. Julia, what is your answer? I wrote down Louis Pasteur. Matthew? Louis Pasteur. Yeah, that one was a little bit easier. <laughs> that is correct. Thanks for throwing us a softball. <laughs> appreciate it. No worries, no worries. And the final question. In which U.S. state is the longest state highway located? Julia. Is it California? Is Matthew, what is your answer? I also said California. You'd both be wrong. The answer is Montana. Montana. Does it go around in a circle? No. <laughs> no, no. There, there's actually no um, California state route that goes the full length of the state. I think it, it might have been. Oh, no. That's not a, that's not a state highway. But um, PCH, which I think is the longest in California, only goes up like midway between San Francisco and the Oregon border. So. So that's what about, I thought Route 1. Like, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That that's that's PCH. That's oh. that Pacific yeah. Coast Highway. Um, yeah, I think, like I said, I think that's the longest in California. Um, but Montana is longer. Yeah, Montana State Route 200 runs from for 706.272 miles from the Idaho border to the North Dakota border. Wow, and that'll yeah. do it. Yeah. Mm. All righty. We have reached the end of the game. Carter, can you please announce the final score? We have Julia with 195 points and Matthew with 285 points. Whoa. OK, 
Congratulations, Matthew. You have won the tea bag. Thank you very much. I'm honored. So thrilled. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> you must send a picture of said tea bag. I'm very interested. I shall. I shall. <laughs> well, that's beautiful. Thank you so much, Matthew. Well, that's our show for this week, folks. Thank you, Julia and Matthew, for being on the show today, as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper and Mason Cook for composing the music. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. Check out our website, triviaovertea.podbean.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram at Trivia Over Tea. Feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show. And tune in next week, where we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. See you next week.